the first step that that everyone or every every human has to realize that um um you as a person every human you are enough just by being human it is enough that other people are interested in you welcome to the 301 podcast the interview podcast for the hottest up and coming entrepreneurs artists and creators real authentic and inspiring and here is your host Marcus Engel. Let's get it started in 301. Today I talk to Tobias Grünfelder, or how he likes to call himself, Tobias Campoverde. We know each other since our childhood, but just like life, everyone followed their own path. After Seoul, Berlin and Kaunas, he landed straight at my microphones. And to be honest, for me, it was a really special episode and an amazing experience to talk to an old friend. We talked about magic, about his research and cultural developments, while failing is not an opportunity for success, and why magic tricks in Nairobi have to be explained differently. All in all, I think it is an episode full of wisdom, magical stories, and a big portion of hope for future generations. If you like this episode, don't forget to subscribe. Enjoy listening to this episode in 301. Welcome to the 301 podcast. Uh, I'm very happy that you're here today. We know each other since such a long time already. Yeah, we do. We do. I, since the beginning. Since the beginning. Since the very, very beginning. Our, our parents were friends. Uh, we grew up together. We Normally, we spent uh, at least once a year together when uh, after we graduated. That was Christmas. But <laughs> also, that has changed in a couple of, uh, in the past years, unfortunately. So that's why I'm even more happy that that you're here today and that we can record a podcast today. But for everyone who doesn't know you as much as I do, can you maybe briefly introduce yourself to what are you doing, who you are, and uh, what else you want to tell the people? Okay, so thanks, uh, Marcus, and uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Um, as you said, we we know each other since our childhood, and uh, we shared our neighborhoods, and we share we share a lot of stories. Um. About me, so my name is uh, Tobias. I'm from Germany. My my artist name is Tobias Campoverde because my father is half it uh, is Italian and my mom is from Germany, and that's why I picked uh, uh, the artist name Tobias Campoverde. And this is an artist name for um, my passion, and my passion is magic. So I'm doing magic, and I started doing magic since I'm 14, and yeah, magic. Um, was always for me and in yeah a magical way to get in touch with people and to entertain people to make them laugh to make them um, be amazed to to surprise them and yeah this is one of my big passions and beside my magic um, I studied over the last years philosophy politics and economics and at the moment I'm doing my PhD in the field of yeah, intercultural and transcultural competence and um yeah for me this is also connected to magic because um it's a lot about culture and for me magic uh, yeah or culture is a bit like magic it is um it is really fascinating us but i think it's really hard to understand and this is what i think is the <laughs> the beauty about magic um it's really surprising us. It's fascinating, but still, sometimes people want to know how it's done, how this card trick, how it how it works. So somehow it triggers our human yeah desire of uh, discovery and searching for an explanation. 
Yeah, perfect. Thanks a lot for the introduction. I think there were a lot of uh, valuable points already there. Um, I think one point that stands out is you're a magician. <laughs> you have a big, big passion for magic. And I think uh, I also want to start to dive into that a little bit uh, deeper because um, do you know, like, do, can you pinpoint the exact day or the exact moment that you were hooked on magic? Um, to, to pinpoint the exact moment, um, I can't, but I think it's connected. Um, and this is also <laughs> connected to our, <laughs> to our uh, story and our passion we share together, Marcus, uh, football or soccer. And um, I just remember that we, we used to play in, in different, um, we played football with our team in, in, in different places. And we had long um, tours there, sitting in the bus with all your friends. And we always played some cards. And I remember once one of our friends uh, and uh, football teammates, he, he, he showed a card trick. And I, I don't know if that was the moment, but this was, was one of the moments where like, I was surprised about the magic trick. And how how yeah, a simple card trick can <laughs> um, amaze you. And then I started to uh, to dig into this topic. I for my birthday I got a from my grandparents I got a a magic book. I got a like a typical magic box with uh, yeah magic tricks inside. And and then this all started. And um, for me it was really fascinating to sometimes it's such a simple illusion but it's it's creates such an yeah magical atmosphere and this um, really um took me and then um i started to read books of course there's a lot of things now nowadays on the internet where you can learn magic tricks and so on but i started really with books and um then my grandparents they they told me that they have a friend who is a magician and i i remember that i was super excited going to my grandparents' place. It was during Eastern, and they said, "Yeah, we can visit our our friend who who was a magician, and um, he was also a really old guy. I think around sixty or seventy. And and then he said, um, "Yeah, just follow me, follow me." And we went down downstairs into the basement, and there he had a big room full of magic books and equipment and stuff. And um, and because this is also what is fascinating me about magic uh, yeah till now is that um it's something that is really connecting um old and young so if i'm in my magic community in in germany there's a magic circle um we can talk about it maybe later a bit more but um there are really old and young people meeting and uh, sitting together and they're fascinated about the same topic and they talk about it doesn't matter how mm. old you are you share ideas thoughts and um um yeah this is really valuable and for me it's um i really how to say i i really appreciate it because there are so less places where you actually um where different generations engage in a in a how to say in a joyful way and they they discuss about something they are both interested in and i learned a lot from um, older magicians um about yeah which books i should have a look to or which um things i should consider and so on so um yeah i this is like what i remember he took me into this basement i saw that all this magic equipment and that really uh <laughs> that made you speechless, yeah and so i cannot pinpoint it to one moment but it was really in this beginning when i started i i had i think a lot of magical um 
uh, encounters with other people yeah. that, uh, that keep me yeah, um, being amazed by the world of magic. I can still remember the the moment actually and also the the bus drive and the uh, the funny thing about that was that um I think the guy that showed you the um the trick he had one or two tricks right yeah. but like you ke you kept on coming back with new tricks and new tricks and new tricks and I think that is also where the where it started to become more like a passion for you when you really like looked into it So first, I think you, I don't know how you did it, but I expect a little bit with uh, YouTube tutorials and those kind of things. And you had like all the same five, six tricks, but at one point you really stepped it up a notch and uh, you went into it more and more and more. And uh, yeah, you came back with those amazing tricks and it was like, okay, wow, Toby, that is quite, quite impressive. And, uh, but uh, can you take us also a, a bit back? Because I think maybe you skipped yeah. there like uh, one or two, two, two years probably of, of training. How did it evolve? So you um, did you you bought books. Uh, you got like some some magical material from your from your grandparents. Um, how did it start? Ah, the, I mean, so so first of all, magic is uh, um, is something you can start. Uh, I would say in in every age. And I started when I was fourteen. I know some magicians who start even earlier. And some start when they're I don't know forty or fifty. You can start whenever you want because it's a it's a joyful way of uh, like uh, learning or practicing in the beginning. So you have to be interested in it. You uh, and I had that interest, and I started. I mean, typical start is with um, card magic or coin magic. Um, these are typical props uh, in the magic world, and um, then it's like a bit like a handcraft. So um, if you really How to say? If you really have the passion, you you're interested in it. You start learning different um, moves, techniques, and so on. It's it's like um, yeah, as a handcraft. If you you have to learn how to use special tools and so on, and then it builds up on each other. And then is the moment where you can um, become creative. You can create your own um, ideas into it. So in the beginning, it's a lot about um, learning. Yeah. Um, yeah, techniques and ideas, and to to get an overview of what is uh, what is out there, what is possible. And in the, the first years, for me, it was all about learning. Um, it was a really in a joyful way, you know. I I, um, I watched different videos. I I started to get into touch with other magicians. Um, it's a bit like looking, uh, learning by doing, and really, um, yeah. It, I I never counted how much time I I put into it. Um, I really just did, and sometimes I remember that later. I I watched a I watched a um because at this moment I think I mean we are the generation where all that social media finally like let's say kicked off, and we are the I I mean I'm I'm twenty uh, seven, and I remember that in our generation there was that moment where they said, hey, do you know Facebook? Do you know YouTube? So everything started. In our teenagehood, and I remember I started to watch YouTube videos about magic, and then I, I I looked at it and I was so amazed. I was like, "How is it possible? How is it possible?" And I was thinking about how that trick done. And then sometimes late at night, I was like, "Ah, it should have been probably like this." And then I had to get up yeah. and practice and try. And then I said, "Ah, yeah, it works." And then uh, yeah, it was really a, it's a joyful um, way of learning. But I think this is with every handcraft at the when I started. Um, I, I came back to school and to our uh, football trainings with more and more tricks and ideas. And <laughs> the people, as you as you described it, they become more and more surprised. 
and I started to have um, shows. Of course, it started with family events. I can remember I, I did a show. It, it was, I think, the birthday <laughs> of your mom, um, a show, and I started to do shows at yeah, um, friends' places and so on. And then people started um, to uh, to hire me for yeah to to shows at a yeah at a birthday event or like some yeah private events and so on. And then in, uh, this is a, I think it's the same with also every other art. Um, in the beginning, it's a lot of joy and you just, and then it's the moment where you really have to start uh, training or planning a bit more, you know, it's more about getting a, a structure into it. Um, um, yeah. And this is what I am. I'm still in that phase of learning. I have so many, how to say, um, ideas and interests and um, where I would like to maybe dig deeper in, in, in the magic world but then in the end it's about how to <laughs> how to structure it into your daily da life and how to um how to say um you have, you you become more outcome orientated somehow yeah. this is the balance between uh, just enjoying and uh, learning and then having the outcome so i have how to say i'm booked for a corporate event and i know i have how to say it's i do a table hopping there which means i do I go from table to table and I do magic and I have, let's say three, four hours, you know, so I really have to plan what I can do there, what, what is possible, what is not. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a balance. And that's a really important balance. And, uh, yeah, it's amazing that you took basically your hobby to such a passion. And, uh, you also mentioned briefly that you are part of the magician circle, yeah, magical circle, yeah, magic, uh, the magic circle um, of Germany. It's like a, it's a magic community. Um, they have these magic communities in almost every country. And, um, I mean, Germany has a very large and well-organized community, but there are also big magic communities in, in, uh, in Italy, in, in, in France, in Spain. In Spain is really, um, famous for card magic um, but also in america or in you know, japan and south korea and um all these countries they have their magic communities they also have their different um um how to say their their different interpretation of of magic and how, how magic should be trained or how magic should be uh, performed um but in yeah in the end it it um for me it's an how to say it's an um art of entertaining it's it's not about it's not an art to fool people it's um an art of entertaining and um, for me it's one of the the most direct and human entertainments um that they are existing because it's it can happen in front of your eyes and um, you still don't know how it's done and it's just a, and um, yeah um so in, in germany the the magic community i i i I, I became part of it's also more or less by an <laughs> by um coincidence i think my mom she read in the news uh, paper about uh, there's a magician next to our um next to our home who who made a show and i went to the show and he invited me afterwards to join a magic uh, yeah a magic meeting and that's how i became in touch and then you start you going there you get into this uh um community. community yeah and it's a really it's it's a how to say a friendly uh, um atmosphere where people discuss and uh, share um their passion for magic and it's all about how to say um yeah it's all about um 
um, I would say, practicing magic. It's not about that people go there to understand how things are done. It's about people who really want to practice and, and show magic. So quickly to summarize, <laughs> quite a journey already. I mean, uh, from the bus to the trainings, to the stages of many corporate events and companies, to the magical circle. And one journey, I think, of yours that impressed me the most was uh, the cooperation you did together with the Goethe Institute. Mm -hmm. Um, can you tell us uh, a little bit about that? Yeah, let me know if I'm uh, if I'm going too deep. I, I try to 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 make it a bit shorter. No, no, it's, uh, it's okay. It's, uh, it's amazing. I think it gives a lot of insights and a lot of yeah, yeah. perspective uh, on what magic is about. Yeah, yeah I mean, ma magic. I haven't mentioned that this in the beginning. Magic is a it's a it's a big field. It's a big industry nowadays. There are a lot of different fields. There's comedy magic, card magic, uh, big stage magic, like. David Copperfield is doing Las Vegas. So there are a lot of different areas and in each area, how to say, um, you can find your 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 way or your place. And and yeah, I, I started a, a project um which I called uh, Magical German. And I started this project together with the uh, that actually with the German Cultural Institute called Goethe Institute and the the German Embassy. And um, this started, it's actually a bit connected to my study. I was studying uh, in my bachelor degree, philosophy and economics, and I, I did an internship at a Goethe Institute. And so I became an, ins uh, how to say, I became some, I, I got some insights into the organization and how it works. And then I had that idea um, to develop magic shows and magic workshops for kids and teenagers who are learning and studying German. And this um, project I started in the, in the Baltic states, in Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania. So they are sending me to schools um, where, yeah, where they're learning German. And I do um, a magic show. And also, so usually I do a magic show together combined with a magic workshop. Everything is in German language, and it's about yeah promoting German language in a in a joyful and yeah relaxed uh, atmosphere. So that the kids watching um, a, a magic show where I try to to also teach a German vocabulary, um, starting from colors to animals to how to introduce yourself, and it's about giving them how to say giving them about giving it's about um, taking their fear. Um, they don't have to understand everything, but in the end, they are proud. Ah, they, sometimes they come, yeah, we understood everything. Yeah? But they have the feeling that they really um, understood what was happening on stage, even if they don't understand every word. So it's for them to give them confidence, to be not afraid, to, to listen to other uh, languages and so on. And then we learn magic tricks together and everything connected with German language. So we learn magic tricks with their... Yeah, uh, vocabulary cards um, with um, yeah with with different items that can be connected to 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 learning German and then it's always about um, we're learning different um, magic tricks it's really easy um, and how to say it, it's something you can learn um, quickly or fast and then it's about the presentation and in this presentation I give them some help um, how to use German language and so it's it's a really <laughs> 
funny moment usually for everyone. So they presenting each other stuff. They try to use as much German words as possible. And in this, they can somehow um, speak, start to speak freely with the, like with the, with the German skills they have. And I have the feeling that sometimes there are always some, some shy um, students. They can somehow, I would describe it, hide bit behind the magic trick. The magic trick is so, how to say, surprising to the people. So they can take a bit confident out of this and try to speak openly. And it's a, it's about to, to, uh, yeah, to trigger creativity and also a, a joy of speaking. Because I have the feeling in our, in our education systems, all I mean, I've traveled now with that project to to many different countries. Everything for, as you said before, for the for the good institute in the German embassy to Brazil, to Colombia, to to Kenya, and I I recognize that in a lot of countries, uh, also in Germany, and um, during primary school, we we are really keen on um, teaching our kids um, reading, writing, and calculating, and we often forget the speaking mm. and that um, our kids enjoy speaking to each other and discussing things and uh, speaking in, 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 a, in, a, in a really effective way with each other without prejudices and so on. So I have the feeling we have to encourage our kids to, to speak because this is the foundation for, for every society that we have um, people who know how to put their thoughts into the right words and I sometimes have the feeling their kids are standing in front of me and they're so big eyes and they want to tell you so much, but <laughs> they, they're looking for the words. Um, so we have to encourage um, our education system as well yeah. to, to teach them speaking. And this is, goes um, further into how to discuss and how to, um, yeah, how to argue with, uh, with each other without, um, yeah, without blaming or without being disrespectful. Mm. And do you enjoy this kind of, using magic in that way do you enjoy it more than being in corporate events or being on stage and just giving like a normal magical show do you enjoy it more if it has some kind of purpose to it of course a purpose is, is, is always good or if it, it helps it's it motivates um and for me magic in itself is is always uh, it's always working with people. I mean, I, of course I practice on my own <laughs> uh, magic and I try different things, but in the end, it's always, I, I cannot show it to myself. After a while, I'm not going to be surprised. I'm, I'm going to be maybe <laughs> in love with the technique or the trick, but it's, it's really about people. Yeah. So that's what I'm enjoying. And even at a corporate event, I'm, I'm enjoying it. You never know who you're going to meet. And it's, it's, uh, it's always um, spontaneous. You get uh, different reactions. It's, it's fun. So I, in generally, I, enjoy it but of course um for me that project with the with a with the german institute it, it's it's a it's another challenge and i i enjoy it because it, it's it combines um how to say it's 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 um it, it was for me an interesting um challenge to to develop concepts that fit to that environment or that purpose and um it, on the other hand i learned um from from this uh, a lot for myself as well. I mean, I, I got in touch with a lot of um, education systems, and of course, you talk with the with the teachers, and usually the, the 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 director of the school they want to invite you and so on. So, um, you get a, a I get always an interest and insight into the different countries 
through the education system because the education system always tells you a lot about the society and um, so this is for me yeah. I, I enjoy it and it, it it also as you said before it's it's a it's a purpose um, that gives you especially that you can somehow touch and maybe motivate young people and um, I'm I'm coming to that school or to the schools um, not as a teacher I'm coming there as a magician and um, that's why they perceive me differently and uh, I think sometimes it gives me the opportunity to to discuss with them about other topics and that's that's also part of my my magic workshops especially then with the older students that I because I'm from Germany and let's say in Brazil I'm sometimes the first German <laughs> they meet in real life and then they even realize oh look at him he he looks not a typical German because of my, my father that's the first um, let's say modern picture I want to give to these kids because in in a lot of school books all around the world there are still very traditional pictures of Germany and how Germans dress and so on so it's about giving modern picture yeah. of Germany and then um, Germany is nowadays a, a colorful country and um, so um, I enjoy this um, that magic somehow helps me um, to get in touch with them and also to to discuss with them about other topics or even just by being there, just me as a person, um, I hope that they even um, yeah that they they get an, a positive image of um, people from another culture. Um, they watch my show, even not understanding everything, but they can enjoy it. They they can have a good time, mm -hmm. or we can in this case have a good time together. So it's about um, yeah giving them an experience with a with a foreigner in this case that is uh, joyful. We talked a lot about the craft magic and, and what it does and what it does to people, but um, what does it do to you? So like, what does it take you as a person to put yourself out there? Um, how, 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 what do you mean exactly? Or how to, how to describe? Mm -hmm. So what, what does it take from you to, to mm. go on stage? How do you feel going on stage? Do you enjoy every single minute? Are you, nervous before going on there or how how is it like a little bit in the personal feeling uh, yeah. stage for um in, in in general um i mean i get this question a lot of people ask me why do <laughs> are you nervous when you perform or in, i mean there are 200 300 people aren't you nervous um um i i cannot ignore or say no i'm not nervous i i'm always, i used to say i i, I am no nervous but in a in a positive way I, I'm not nervous, which is like driving me me crazy. Or I'm I'm positive in a, in a positive way. I'm nervous. I'm looking forward to go out there, and um, of course, preparation is always key <laughs> for magicians. So I have to make sure that my things are yeah. uh, prepared, which includes myself. And then I'm I'm enjoying. And for me, it's really about I try in the especially in a magic show in the in the first um, couple of minutes I. I have to to give them a hint about my character. So um, I'm I'm on on the I'm on the stage. I'm I'm not a person they have to take completely serious. I'm, I'm there to have a good time with them. So I'm giving them hints about my character and how how I am. And and then it's um, and then it's how to say I'm I'm enjoying and I'm enjoying um, that people. And this is something really beautiful about magic that people become part of my show. I, I take someone from the audience and. I usually look for someone who already gives me um, a smile or a hint that he, how to say, 
he has he has fun in joining me um, on the stage and and doing something together and then and then it becomes natural and I think this is what it's all about that human interactions um, should be natural it should be enjoyed from both sides and if this happens on stage with someone and um, then it it somehow transfers to the to the um to the to the audience I mean I I learned a lot. I think during my my time performing in the in the Legoland in Germany, it's it's a, it's a big amusement park, and I'm performing there usually once per year, uh, like one month, which means you do a show, uh, you do two to three shows every day. So it's really tough, um, also for your how to say your um, physical. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's really tough. And, um, <laughs> yeah. But it gives you a lot of um, routine. It gives it teach you a lot. And I there you have mixed audience. And um, what I learned there, the moment someone is on stage for you, for example, a kid, uh, doesn't matter, ten years old, and you do a magic trick, and you see the reaction in in the in the people, uh, in the in the in the face of the child. This is is touching everyone, and uh, <laughs> this is what I think is a. If, um this is where the whole audience somehow um connects with each other we all share that moment what happened there right now and this is this is what i enjoy and um so i'm usually nervous in a positive way and uh, another question i always get is um um uh, is, is usually yeah aren't you scared or or afraid yeah? or do you have any advice how to how to um um how to be on stage and so on. And I think, of course, you can, how to say, you can read a lot about how to to um, to to act or to perform on stage or how to give presentations and so on. But I think the first um, the first step that that everyone or every every human has to realize that um, um, you as a person, every human, you are enough. Um, just by being human it is enough that other people are interested in you. So you don't have to go on a stage or in a presentation and do something spectacular or un unbelievable. Just a human being is usually uh, you, just you as a, yeah, you yourself as a human being, you're enough that other people are interested because this is what we are interested. We are interested in other in other people and in other stories and other, inter yeah, in other people. And this is... um. And if you realize this, that that this is enough, you you don't have to be afraid to 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 be on stage or to be to to present something because I think this is um what is um we we are a social being so uh, this is enough. So I'm not scared at all. I'm looking forward to go out there and always sometimes there happen there how to say unexpected things happening, and um but this is this is this is part of life. We cannot never plan everything and um i had my i had my good moments i had my bad moments and um i'm i'm trying to 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 learn from it and um even this is another thing that um i sometimes have the feeling after a show ah i could have done better in this moment or mm, i missed something here or mm, that was not perfect but in the end this is just in my head and the audience or the people who watched it they didn't they didn't uh, recognize anything so it's just me myself thinking, ah, I missed that, or I didn't, I didn't do this, or ah. and then um, I'm bringing myself into a, let's say, in a in a in a bad mood or thinking about it. But the 
in this case, the audience, they, they didn't um, recognize anything. And then um, one of my magic friends, he's always saying, uh, yeah, um, in the end, uh, less is more. And it's <laughs> <laughs> a, a good life motto, I think. <laughs> it, I think it works in so many uh, situations. And yeah. So you don't have any stage fright, which is uh, which is also great, and I think it's also important if you perform that that much. That saves you a lot of struggles for sure. But is there anything that you're afraid of in life in general? To be afraid, I mean, it, it points into the direction of like like fear. Um, so it's an emotion. I think um, I I I share a, a fear with uh, with a lot of other people. I think it's the the fear of um, of being afraid to to fail. So it's that, um, yeah, it's that uh, um, emotion to 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 fail, and it can be failing in a lot of sense: failing in life, failing in a project, failing in in a, in, a, in a magic show. <laughs> of course, I'm afraid to 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 fail, so I'm I'm taking my preparation for it. But um, I have the feeling that in in, in our world, also um, in in the magic community, failing um, is somehow misunderstood. It's it's not about that we have to, I mean, failing. We don't have to glorify it for um, it's an opportunity for success. So I mean, I know that let's say um, in the startup community there is that format um, called uh, well, how it's called fucked up nights or something, um, where entrepreneurs tell their um, stories how to <laughs> how they failed and so on. So I I think that um we have to understand failure not in the sense of it's an opportunity for success that we have to learn from it and so on i think that failure mm. is something um much more human um it's part of our human being and it's it's a conflict we live in and um and between let's say a perfect world and the real world of course we have all our dreams and they were like our vision of a perfect world but in the end there is reality and there is always that tension between our let's say ideal life or ideal dreams and so on and reality and reality is like it's 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 tough it's a reality check so i think that fail i mean the the fear of failing is uh, not an opportunity for success it's an opportunity to yeah to gain knowledge or maybe even wisdom And uh, in somehow this is what connects us with all the other people that um, it's part um, to, to, uh, to, to have a fear to fail. And if we realize this, then we actually connect more with each other. So in the end, I think we, I mean, for myself, and I think also for a lot of people, we have to overcome two, two things and it's, it's our fears and our ego so it's about um yeah accepting that failing is part of, of of us and our life and if you realize it's not it's not only part of my my life also part of every of of the of the it's part of the of the life of your friends of your family of your parents um, then maybe this is something that um connects us but do you think that 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 fear guides you, or that that fear drives you in in, um, in one way or another. I think that fear, is, as I said before, is an emotion. Um, probably, I mean, there's a reason uh, in in human evolution that there is fear. I think, it, of course, somehow it drives or it's 
it motivates, but it should never guide our action, I think. And um, as soon as you start, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid or scared of, and, and then I have to force myself somehow. Um, um, I think that's not the right way. It's really about that um, you should enjoy what you're doing. And, um, but to accept that failing is part of it and failing is not about that. Um, it has to be always about an op when you fail, it's an opportunity to succeed. It's an opportunity maybe to, to reflect, to, yeah, to gain some, some knowledge and to, to recognize, um, it, it, it's, it's part of, of you, me, us, everyone. Because nowadays I think that failing is especially you mentioned a little bit the startup world is becoming more, more a part of a yeah. process. So you have to yeah. fail in order to be successful. You, yeah. <laughs> you should fail. Um, which is in my opinion, really strange of, um, like a strange mindset of like, or oh, maybe I should fail. Maybe, maybe we should fail first before we. Yeah. Be and they, they, they misunderstand somehow for me, they misunderstand, uh, what is failure. It's not an opportunity as they describe it in the end, it's an opportunity for success. So you have to fail, and yeah, that's how you. Huh? I, I think this is not um, the understanding of, of of failing. Failing is really uh, it's um maybe it's an it's it's an opportunity to 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 reflect to 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 gain some per like knowledge for yourself. But this has not to be always connected with uh, success, uh, where it, failure should not um, yeah as you described it before. It, it's not part of the pro. Uh, of the process it can be part of the process but the deeper meaning of, of failure and our um fear to to fail in certain areas i mean sometimes you have these days i know it for myself you know where you have uh, where it's how to say when it's more intense <laughs> the the fear of failing and then the the other days uh, not so it's um but this is this is connecting us humans in 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 in, in, in trying to to find um, our Yeah, our ways. No, that's true. Did you experience any negativity like in your journey as a magician from like your environment that people would be like, oh, him again with his magic tricks or was there ever moments where you said like, wow, it's quite, quite tough to push through and then your drive of maybe, I don't know, the fear to fail or just in general, your passion brought you through it. Was there any moments yeah, like I this? Mean, uh, there were moments like this and that also I, I have these moments now in my, my, uh, during my PhD, it's the, that moment, as soon as you put yourself out there into the world with something, is it magic or your, your, your idea, your startup or so on, as soon as you put yourself out, you're gonna get, um, <laughs> You, you're gonna get a feedback and it can be positive or negative feedback but this is the this is part of that uh, process and um um you have to expect as soon as you put yourself out into the world <laughs> um you will get a reaction and um it's about how you how you deal with this reaction so it's um some sometimes you have to maybe learn to to ignore and um, focus on what you really are convinced um you, you're convinced about something you want to do so you 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 can ignore certain let's say feedback but in the end you have to this is the next step to learn which feedback or which yeah reaction is actually helpful for you to to reflect about ah yeah maybe there is something true about it huh? um and so on but i had these moments in my <laughs> how to say in in my um in in my 
my magic uh, career where you realize, oh, um, maybe this was not good. And um, yeah, so you have to really think about. Um, and and how did you cope with it? Because you talked about generally, like yeah, how you have to cope with it. But how did me you cope personally? With it? Um, how I coped with it? I'm trying to to maybe pinpoint one two situations. Yeah, it's it's actually I me personally I. I um, it helped me sometimes to to look maybe at other magicians how they solved it or how they found their way. So I I it helped me sometimes to talk with them people I which um, opinions I how to say I value. So it's about getting um, to talk about certain things with people um, who are uh, you trust, but you also know that they will give you the, the feedback you need. And not you should not talk to people who always tell you, yeah, that's good, that's good, that's good. So talk. To people, you have the feeling mm. um, they know you. They can they they can <laughs> they can frame uh, how to say um, your uh, your idea or your your thing. And then um, this this helped me actually a lot. And um, and. Yeah, and be honest um, with yourself somehow. It's a bit being, being. It's a bit um, yeah, being humbled. So to don't take yourself too serious or too important in these situations. And um, this is how I try to cope with it. But in in general, I would describe for me, I in general I enjoy what I'm doing. And of course, there are days where you don't enjoy everything to the fullest, or uh, you are not convinced about it. But um, but it 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 it's it's will always be like this you will never have something where you're gonna be let's say <laughs> uh passionate and happy about uh seven days per week um, yeah. so and I think you will never do something that you will have no negativity at all i think even if the the most amazing products companies <laughs> services whatever there will be always that one person that says like well, wow, this is shit because of this yeah. reason or of that reason. I think that this just doesn't exist, like the 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 perfection. Uh, are you a perfectionist? Um, in in some ways, yes, and in some ways uh, not. <laughs> I think there's in some ways I'm I, I try or I am. I try to 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 be perfect, but I, you have to realize that you you can try to be perfect in some areas where you may be passionate in, but in some other areas you you I think you cannot. Uh, and this is also something that you I think you have to learn to accept. That um, otherwise it's also, um, yeah. I think it, it it would destroy yourself if you would be, if you try to be perfect in every in every manner. No, definitely. And um, I think I want to round off the the topic about magic and Tobias a little bit um, with uh, one question, and I I'm very curious about that. Uh, what what was your Favorite moment, the magician. What are you most, proud, most of? Uh, proud of? Most proud of. Again, I if I if I pinpoint it to one moment, I mean there are a lot of moments I enjoyed a lot, but um, I think there was one moment that there was I for myself. Um, I would call it an eye opener, but also I think for for the people it was a really beautiful moment. Um, um, when I was in Kenya, in Nairobi, I was doing at this time also, and I was working for a non-governmental institution, and I I met some young people who are um, they they running an an organization. It's it's called Rainbow Kids, and they do they do um, different projects in 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 slum areas in Nairobi, 
And they said, hey, why don't you come to um, one of our projects and you do a magic uh, show for the kids and the people from our community? And so one weekend I went there and it's it's an, it's a slum. It's called Mathare. It's in Nairobi. It's a, yeah, approximately 500,000 people live in this area. And um, it, for me, it was scary to go there <laughs> by taxi. Um, and of course, on the way, you already I had to I had to pay the police to let me through, which is part of their life there. So it was a, a scary moment. And then I arrived there and I set up my stuff. And it was really in a um, on the streets and it was dirty everywhere and so on. And they because but they were so happy that a magician is coming. So they they built up um, like a little how to say a little stage and um, chairs and everything. And then. Um, the kids came and then of course everybody from that area stepped by and a lot of people and then I started to do the first magic trick and I took a, I took a little girl from the uh, from the from the first row and I did the first magic trick and then suddenly I <laughs> I saw that the people especially the kids they were not happy they were actually um, scared and I could see it in their face that they were not enjoying that magic trigger, that they, they were literally scared. And I um, recognized, um, even I, I thought that magic um, is something, how to say, all around the world, um, they, will, they will enjoy magic and so on. But then in this context, in this situation, they really got scared and I realized, ah, they really believe or they were thinking that I'm a real magician. <laughs> they they were really thinking that I have supernatural powers and they got scared of me. So in this case, uh, what I did, and this was for me, as I said, a beautiful moment and also to, to, um, to reflect about your own um, beliefs and assumption. I took a stone from the ground and I showed the kid and also the, the people watching um, how to let a stone disappear in your hand. And I showed it step by step. So in the end, they understood a bit how I have done it. But in this moment, they realized, ah, he's not, <laughs> he's, he has no supernatural power. He is somehow, um, yeah, yeah, yeah he's, became he became more human. And they, they suddenly could trust me. And from this moment on, they could enjoy the show, especially the kids, because they were believing in a lot of these stories which were wrong. And in this moment, they could start enjoying the show and yeah this this in the end for me was the um the, the moment which i realized um um a different point of view is simply where you're not so i was always thinking that magic is something everybody will understand and so on but there was a moment where i realized oh sometimes we we need to to find a common ground a, a context that we can actually enjoy the, the that show together or let's let's call it in a business world to start cooperation huh? so you have to set the common ground a uh, common understanding and this was for me um, a really <laughs> funny and joyful moment when i did this magic trick and i looked in their faces and they were all scared <laughs> and then i realized oh <laughs> i have to do something otherwise they're gonna maybe burn me <laughs> That's amazing. It's an amazing story. And uh, actually, it couldn't be a better story for that transition, actually, because uh, I think the next question goes a little bit also in direction of that balance between being a magician and being a human. 
uh, I rephrased it a little bit. And the question is, would you consider yourself more a magician or more oh, a scientist? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good question. Um, I'm, I, at the moment, as I said, I'm, 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 a, I'm a, I, of course, I'm a magician. I do magic shows, but also I'm, I'm doing my, my PhD. And I am considering my myself as um, being <laughs> both or being everything at the same time. Um, I I noticed that in maybe this is part of how to say also a generation change, but because a lot of people ask you, so what are you doing? Uh, and then you say, I'm a doctor or so on. Nowadays everything is becoming a bit more fussy or mixed. So um, I call myself a magician, but on the other hand, I do my research. And um, on the other hand, I have I like to play football. So um, identity is becoming more complex, and I think you notice this every day, probably as well. So to, to say I'm I'm how to say I'm just a magician uh, is maybe true on some days, but on the other days not so. Mm. Um, identities are continuously changing, especially nowadays when you're how to say when you are connected with social media to 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 different ideas, um, cultures, and so on every day. Um, so um, today I'm, how to say, to, today I'm uh, Toby, just a human being, and maybe tomorrow I'm more like a magician, the day after I'm more like an, a researcher. It, 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 it's changing. Mm. Okay. And uh, you scratched on it a little bit in your introduction already. You said that... Um... In, in every science, there is some magic. In every magic, there is some science. Um, can you elaborate on this again? Um, what do you mean? No, for me, is my uh, the 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 idea I was referring to is about um, I'm doing research at the moment about the topic of culture. It's connected to what is culture, and for me, um, this is a, a really hot topic, especially nowadays in, in the political area, and also. We starting to get back to um, very um, traditional populist ideas about culture is connected to a, to a nation state. And when you think about what is culture, for me, it's a bit, as I said, it's a bit like magic. So when you look at it, culture, so you go to another culture, you eat a different food, it's really fascinating. Yeah? Different music, different tastes, different smells. But on the other hand, it's really difficult to really understand it. So what are the, the, the values, the deep meanings behind? And this is a bit like magic. It's fascinating us as looking at it, but it's really hard to understand. And this is there is, a, for me, the, the nice connection between, in this case, culture and, um, and, um, and, and magic. It's actually quite interesting to see that before you said, um, I do magic because in the end I work with people. And uh, now you're researching cultures, which is again then connected to to maybe observing people, but in the end it's always connected to the to the people and to the yeah. to the humans. Is that something like is that also something that where your fascination for cultures come from, or is it from a different? Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, I I have a fascination, I would say, for for people or human interaction. Sometimes I'm I'm really enjoy um being in, in in interaction and to meet different people sometimes i'm happy to to be on my own and uh, um so but in general this is what really uh, drives me or it's really fascinating me and there are so many ways how we can how humans can actually interact with each other so um for me during my research i'm really thinking a lot about um um yeah uh, we need uh, new concepts for the new challenges and new 
um, phenomena arising coming from yeah social media, new technologies, and so on. So we also have to find new, I would say, magical ways how we can cooperate with each other. And we cannot. I think the times mm. are over that we can blame culture. I mean, we cannot say, um, I I tried to cooperate with a with a company from India and ah it it failed because it's culture. We didn't understand each other and so on. This is, I think, these times are over. We have to know better now. I think we have to know better that um, um, cultural identity is getting more complex or how we call it, like we becoming actually transcultural beings. And and um, I think it's it's time that we know better, especially our generation and also the, the generation, uh, the younger generation now. We we have to, to, to come up with a... A uh, new mindset somehow to 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 ch- to face the challenges of the twenty first century. So this is what drives. And how do you and how do you induce that that thinking into the society? Well, it, it, I think it's it starts a lot uh, with um, self reflection and self awareness um, about your own cultural um, uh, how you are shaped by your own culture. So I think it's 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 really time about that. Um, when when we talk about culture or when we, i think it has to be somehow part of education uh, self education or education even in our in our schools to um when we talk about cultures we often tend to talk about other cultures so we talk about um let's say a culture from from a, from an asian region or some so, uh, so it's often about the other mm. and there's actually so in the end you maybe how to say ah they behave like this they behave like this or they do this and so on they like this kind of uh, food and so on. But in the end, there is less self-reflection about how actually your thinking, your feeling, your understanding of the world is, cha- is, is shaped by the culture you, 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 uh, you grew up in. So you need that self-reflection. Then you realize, oh, myself, actually nowadays, I'm sh- shaped by so many different um by so many different things at the same time um looking at myself um i'm shaped by all the magic community and this is an international community nowadays uh, i'm shaped about um you know mm. the place where you grew up and so on from your parents and so on and then you realize that yourself is really something that is constructed on so many levels and if you have that self awareness you know that all the the other you will meet is constructed in so many different levels, so you cannot say just be, because he's coming from China that he will act like Chinese, because maybe he studied in England or he worked in um, he worked in Vietnam and so on. So um, you get a more awareness of the yeah of the of the of the complexity, and this is um, I think the the, the 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 challenge we have to. Um, to to be ready to tolerate ambiguity, to to somehow embrace um, complexity and uncertainty. Yeah, the the only thing that is certain is uh, uncertainty, as they always say. What does transculturality mean to you? How how would you define it in um, your own? Words? It, <laughs> this is a good, <laughs> tough question. This is actually the, the part of my 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 research to 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 yeah to conceptualize this uh, transculturality and transcultural idea. Um, I think in the end, it's not about which word you use, transcultural or intercultural. It's a, it's about the meaning and the meaning um, I have for this is more about um, the, the, the world changed <laughs> a lot, especially because of globalization. And 
I think it's not enough mm. anymore to to understand the other. You know, it's about. Of course, I have to understand uh, other perspectives, um, other values, um, traditions. Also, when it comes to the corporation world, um, um, what are the do's and don'ts? Of course, I have to understand this. But in the end, it will it will not be enough that we how to say that we work together on on global problems, for example. So transculturality in this sense. Um, is taking cultural differences as a starting point and then wants to take this into um, creating or developing new commonalities together. And this is, the, I think, the, 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 the challenge of, uh, of our times that a, a lot of different cultures, and you can, in this, in this sense, you can see cultures um, with nation, nations or with different professions or different... Um, um, organizations, a lot of organizations have their own culture. So, in the end, it's about that um, different cultures can work effectively together and create. Um, yeah, we we call it new commonalities, and this is something that should not be understand that um, like a cosmopolitan idea. In the end, um, we're not gonna be, let's say, uh, one world or a global identity. Um, there is that famous saying that um, our world is becoming a global village. And often the second part is forgotten that in the global village, we will be, we will be close to our neighbors or something like this. I'm not sure. But the, the saying is not that we will become one. We're going to be just closer to our neighbors. So this means in the, yeah. that's what transculturality about for us or for me is about everybody can keep his identity being aware that all identities and all cultures and this some are constructed and are continuously growing uh, shape uh, becoming differently at the same time and we are not becoming ones uh, i mean we're not we going we're not going to have like a global identity everybody going to have his own identity and can mm. keep it this is really important but we have to find ways how to work together and to create, let's maybe call it new commonalities, where we share some belonging for a certain project or for a certain idea and so on. So I think this is, um, it's not enough anymore to just, how to say, to understand the other, to appreciate the other and so on. We have to actually work together. So this is real commitment, real... Um, yeah, and this, there's, maybe it's connected also to the question you had before. in in a I think a hot topic is um, is um, mistakes and and failure in this sense, um, because when you meet some people from other cultures, um, there's often that understanding that um, you should not do mistakes. Huh? Don't say something wrong. Don't act uh, strangely, or um, this would be maybe inappropriate, and so on. And so there is that fear of doing mistakes. But on the other hand, this is also a learning by doing so why don't we talk about these mistakes together what how why didn't we why there was a misunderstanding huh? so let's talk about this and by this mm. you become more self-aware but also um you get more awareness for the for the other perspective so i think there it could be helpful to you know to talk about um mistakes why there was actually um a misunderstanding and it's a it's a learning together and the next thing is what I'm, I'm, I'm at the moment I'm thinking about a lot is about um, we always have that belief 
that there is one solution. So let's say there are two people meeting from culture A and culture B and they interact with each other. We always have that belief that there is one solution to it or there's one perfect way. But this is <laughs> not how the world actually is. There are actually a lot of ways and uh, a lot of solutions to it. And they can be great. And uh, this is what I'm starting to realize that maybe this is part of our Western um, thinking that we always think there is one solution to it or there's one when we when we analyze a problem we always try to get down to the roots ah this was the cause and maybe to turn this up maybe there is not one future maybe there are a million <laughs> different futures and they can maybe exist at the same time so it's really about um, when you meet someone from another culture it's you and the other or, or the other people involved and there is not one perfect um, way how to to communicate how to cooperate how to 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 work together there are a lot of different ways and you can actually find it together so this is a bit of um, a motivation so transculturality is about seeing yourself in the other and being ready to work together to show commitment and create something together and in this process it's a process thinking you learn from each other and it's an ongoing process, though it's nothing uh, like um, it's going to be, it, it has an end. It's really, you need a, um, yeah, a, a long-term perspective, a focus on our, on our common future. And I think this is what we, we need. We need uh, people who, who are aware of their own identity, of their own culture. And you can, that's really important what I uh, want to, to, to stress out. You can keep your identity because it's, it's really important for us people to, to, to have your own values. but we still have to find ways how to work together. And how is it different to multiculturality? Or is there a difference? As some people say, as I said, it's um, these terms are often used um, with the same meaning or um, a similar meaning. So I, for example, would pinpoint interculturality and also multiculturality in the end are about the inter, the differences somehow, and to overcome differences. So I have to understand the other and um, that we can work together. And transculturality in this sense is going beyond or going through, and it's really about creating a new reality or a new commonality above. So it's, um, it's, it's about, yeah, accepting differences as a starting point, but then creating um, something new. It can be a mutual adaption. And it's really important here that this is... Um, Maybe the that process when you when you um, when you work with people from other cultures, um, the result or the the the, the new commonality gonna be something. Um, it can be yeah, let's say new rules of communication and so on. But this is something nobody on its own would come up with. It's something that is really developed mm -hmm. in the process. So in this sense, I would just maybe distinguish inter and multiculturality is a bit about yeah the the differences and uh, focusing on the differences and to overcome that and transculturality goes uh, they, it's not the, these concepts are interrelated it's really important to see so you of course you need intercultural competence um in to 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 recognize differences cultural differences and so on and maybe transcultural competence goes further because it's not pinpointing to one specific culture it's it's uh, 
culture in general. So it needs maybe a deeper understanding of how culture works. Because I think in our world, it's becoming so complex now. Um, even if you, let's say, you're someone sends you to a project in South Africa, even there, you're not going to just meet people from South Africa. There, you're going to meet people from all different countries at the same time. So um, you have to be ready to to engage with a lot of cultures at the same time. And therefore, you maybe need a deeper um, understanding of how culture works, how it actually shapes your own thinking. And um, yeah, in, in, in the end, it comes again down to the <laughs> to the human beings. We you 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 meet people from face to face from other cultures, and um, you you have to be confident enough to 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 overcome differences and create something together. And it always it's always about specific projects or specific um, situations. I'm talking about. You you don't have to develop new commonalities in every <laughs> in every interaction. Yeah. Area. Sometimes you yeah. just, you know, you meet someone and that's it. But to, to, I think for the, for a lot of challenges in the 21st century where we have to cooperate on, on multi-levels, um, we need people, also young generations who's ready to, to not just, uh, let's say, appreciate and accept differences and try to overcome people who want to really, um, shape, really construct new, rea- new realities. And um, this is, um, yeah, maybe also a magical process. Very interesting perspective. Did it change, like, also the way you look? Or did your perspective maybe change how you look at the world since you spend so much time on researching cultures? Absolutely. absolutely. I think that, I mean, I, I'm I'm seeing myself in a, still in a, in a process um, of, of, of learning also my own, <laughs> um, uh, my own thoughts and how to structure ideas and um i i'm i think um the 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 21st century should not be um where let's say um um usually it's male voices giving how to say advices and ideas i think the 21st century should be more like a, a dialogue and um this is what i'm trying to to think about how to 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 yeah to be to get into interesting dialogues with people and, uh, and um, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's an interesting question. I think it's very interesting. And I think um, the, the one thing that I would also like to get a little bit more grasp on is do you also, because you spoke about that there are a lot of good examples that you see a lot of positive uh, developments. There, are there also developments from a cultural perspective where you think like, Oh, wow, this is alarming. Um, as I, as I said, I, with the good examples, I see so many, um, great ideas and projects from, from young people all around the world when it comes to, let's say, and, um, to the, to, to climate change projects. So there's, they're rising awareness about yeah, cons- uh, our consumer consumption. So this is what I mean with good example, young people who are motivated in, in getting out there in trying, um, I trying new things. So this is what really makes me optimistic about the future that there are really clever young people who, who want to change something. And um, of course there are different, uh, there are different tendencies all around the world at the moment between that our society is becoming more 
So the two tendencies I see there, maybe more authoritarian direction or maybe a bit more into an inclusive, participatory um, direction. And I, um, it's in the end, it's about us. And this is um, what I I try also to to in my my, my projects for the German embassy. And I, I try to to give optimism and that we can change something. And this is um, um, that we can change the status quo. And this is um, it, it starts with yourself and it starts and it continues in the interaction you have with other people. And um, I'm optimistic about the future. And I think this is our, this is the obligation, I would say, or even the duty of a young generation to be optimistic and maybe sometimes idealistic about the future. But this is again, what I said before, there is not one future. We always have the tendency to think like future, um, they're going to be a perfect future or this going to be, there's that one future. There can be a lot of different futures. And um, when we accept this, this also opens room for much more discussion and dialogue. I think also that uh, I want to keep it there. I think this is a very nice note to to end also that topic and uh, also slowly bring it home. I think the thought of there's not only one future, there are millions of futures is really a a beautiful thought. It's the same with with magic. Like just to finish with a, there's not one future, a million future. It's the same with magic. There are some magic tricks. I start the magic trick and I don't know yet where it's going to end because it depends on which card the the volunteer is taking. So this is for me the connection to magic. Sometimes um, you know where you want to go to, but you never know if he picks the right card, <laughs> then you are fine. <laughs> but if he picks another card, you are still open for another future. Then so you're back at uh, square one that you have to improvise and uh, <laughs> it fails, but they don't know. <laughs> yeah. And this is maybe this is a, in the end, you know, we can come to a future and we don't know if it was the best or the worst, but it's even ready to judge, but we are happy with it. So, and it's all fine. <laughs> I have uh, three final questions for you, Toby. Um, the first one is, uh, what are you not very good at right now and want to become better at? Um, what I'm not good at the moment, I want to get better at. Um, moderating. I'm, yeah, moderating. Moderating different sessions. Because moderating is different from doing shows or entertaining. And moderating is something I'm interested in and mod- moderating a group process or so on. But it's really different from making shows or entertaining. So this is um, personally for myself, something I would like to, to, uh, to learn and get better. Good. Okay. Nice. Um, which title would you give this chapter of your life? Um, oh, this is not a difficult question is coming uh, in the end. <laughs> okay. Uh... Magic in the process. Magic in the process. Okay, this is nice. And uh, last but not least, uh, one of my favorite questions, and I think it's very connected to also cultures and the different cultures. Um, if you could send an SMS to every mobile phone in this world, what would you say? Okay, I would send SMS or WhatsApp. <laughs> so it would be a voicemail. No? Um, I would send a message, um, be humble and let's make this world even more magical together. Okay, that is a very nice ending.
Toby, thank you so much for uh, for the interview. I think it was very insightful into the the world of magic, into the world of uh, science and uh, transculturality. Um, I really enjoyed it a lot. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me, Max. Um, uh, keep up the good work. <laughs> It's interesting. I hope so. And um, yeah, maybe we will see each other or whoever is listening. Just feel free to visit my magic shows, <laughs> and don't be afraid. If you ever come to a magic show, don't be afraid uh, to come on stage or to be part of the show. I think this is what is uh, life is all about, to, to put yourself out there and to, to enjoy time together. Thank you guys so much for listening again. I really hope you liked this episode. For me, this episode was special in many ways. One that I could talk to an old friend in a very unique setting but also because one of the sentences that Tobias said. He said, being human is enough. You as a human, you are enough for people to be interested in. This quote followed me around for the last couple of days. Because I think we as humans, we are wired to be the best in everything and to make everything very special. So the past days, I tried to remind myself that I'm enough, no matter what I do or what I want to do. And I also hope that you can use this as a takeaway and apply it to your daily life. Until then, take care and talk to you next week for another inspiring episode of the 301 Podcast. Yours truly, Marcus. <laughs>